podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome, everybody. Hi, it's Gina, your host of Noon on Tuesday. Um, today, we've got a very special guest who is an official, I just learned, inaugural certified cheese professional, Jonathan McDowell. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> I am, yeah, so this is, um, you've got the most official title, the official designation, what's the term, um, recognition the most official you can get if you're in the United States, right? When That's you're correct. a CCP label. Correct, yes. Yes, and you are one of the inaugural group, which I understand was 2012, where you earned this certification. That is correct. Yeah, the first year offered in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, 2012. Oh my gosh, that's good. Oh, this is very good. So today, if you're wondering what we're going to be talking about, it is the American Cheese Society Cheese Certification Professional, Certified Cheese Professional Program, the CCP program and the CCP exam. And we have a lot of people that have started asking about it. Some of our own mongers at Venissimo are thinking, hey, should I be a CCP? Should I become? How does it work? And that's what we're going to find out from the expert today. (laughs) So thank you, Jonathan, for being here. So first, let's go back. Right now, you're with Aniata Cheese Company. Correct. um, Which is a great, wonderful distributor here in Southern California, branching up to Northern California. Um, how long have you been there, Jonathan? Take us back a little bit of just your cheese experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I started in cheese uh, originally at Whole Foods Market here in San Diego and La Jolla. I actually came in as a team member while I was an undergraduate at UCSD okay. uh, being interested in cheese. Yeah. My family's originally from the Midwest. My folks moved to California. Uh, my father was in the military. And mm-hmm. so we've always had a very strong Midwest connection. Uh, when I was a young child, I would spend summers going back, visiting my uncle in Madison and you know, going back to yeah. dairy country mm-hmm. often was stopping in at a creamery, getting fresh cheese curds, you know, getting fresh <laughs> ice cream and so forth. So ultimately, I felt like cheese and food was always a part of who I was. Um, so worked yeah. at, I worked at Whole Foods as an undergraduate. It was a great job. Uh, I got more and more excited and interested and passionate about cheese. Yeah. Uh, graduated college and really, you know was facing going into, a, you know, potentially a PhD program or going to law school. Yeah. Um, but I always had this, uh, you know, background interest in cheese and mm-hmm. I had this passion and excitement and, you know, someone told me, you know, find something you're passionate about. And right. Then you never work a day in your life. <laughs> exactly. You know, do it the rest of your life. So that kind of became the mantra to my life. Right. Um, became a cheese buyer at Whole Foods, curated the cheese set okay. for them. And uh, one thing led to another. I got asked to take the CCP exam the first year. Yeah. Studied very hard for it. Uh, went to the ACS conference. Mm-hmm. Was just completely blown away and told myself, I want to come back and be a part of this every single year yeah. thereafter. And this was it. And that was it. How your life changes based on just that one job at Whole Foods. Exactly. Truly, right? Truly. That, yeah. was, that was it, yes. Do you recall? So you did, did you know much about cheese before that Whole Foods other than you liked it? Um, did you... You know, it's funny. I mean, I I knew what I liked and I would say it was very basic, but mm-hmm. more so my education was developed by my pure interest in wanting to learn more. Okay. Um, so when I was an undergraduate at UCSD, I studied cultural sociology and really my emphasis was in social movements and social change. 
And seeing food movements in the United States and seeing the state of artisan cheese, I really looked at that as being a form of a social movement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everything that I liked about my undergraduate education, I found that same same fulfillment within the cheese industry. And so it was almost like this dual passion that I had, this academia as well as, um, you know, well, food and Stomach. Uh, stomach, yeah. <laughs> pure enjoyment, pleasure right. from it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good timing. Yeah, it was. On, it your, was. on your behalf, right? Um, do you recall back in your early days, say, you know, behind the counter, was there an aha moment of, wow, this this is this is what really makes an artisanal cheese, or that it's not just cheese? Yeah. What made it just be more, um, more you, than just cheese? More than just yeah. cheese. You know, I always kind of go back to Uplands, and I go back to... Mm. Pleasant Ridge Reserve. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say that was probably for me that aha moment, that yeah. cheese that's always stood out and, you know, really just opened my eyes to like, oh, wow, there's so much more to cheese making, you know, and really yeah. looking at the operation of how they produce their cheese and what goes into it. And then breaking it down further and seeing different styles of cheeses and mm-hmm. economy of scales of how cheese is produced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from there, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Because I don't think, you know, people can have realized there's so many um, elements or avenues in the cheese business. You can start with the cheese makers, Correct. obviously, but then to get the cheese from the makers to uh, the retailers t- requires a distributor, someone to help move the product. Then, of course, you get it into a store, somebody to help sell, promote the product before it ever gets into your hands. And so there's a lot of positions in the cheese world if you're a cheese lover. Oh, absolutely. To work in. Absolutely. Is that what drove you maybe to think that getting this certification would be a good thing? Uh, you know, at the time, I just looked at it mainly as a uh, personal development mm-hmm. and how I can contri- continue to contribute to my store that I worked at while developing myself professionally. Sure. Um, so, you know, I was primarily just focused on that, but then after I would say the catalyst for me was going to the conference mm-hmm. and meeting all of these producers that I looked up to. And essentially it was like, I had the veil removed from my eyes and was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. Wow. And, you know, I'm part of a bigger movement outside of my cheese counter within my store in mm-hmm. La Jolla, California. Yeah, exactly. What goes around that? That it's an interesting thing. I understand, Jonathan. So on this um there are about a thousand now. I was just reading uh, certified cheese professionals. You being one of the originals, which you got in 2012, um, and this is all uh, hosted, presented by the American Cheese Society. Which, if you're not familiar, that is the trade organization for cheese, the cheese industry in America. Um, this last year, you were just at the conference that was uh, in Pittsburgh. Correct. Yes, about 2,000. If you can imagine this, cheeses, you know, in the competition. Um, of the people that attended, there are more than that that are made. And I know not everyone can attend and, and be part of it, but this gives you an idea of the scope of the cheese world in America. And this certification exam, I understand, is given every year. And it's the opportunity to become the professional, take the exam every year at the conference. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And from what I understand, too, the American Cheese Society, based upon demand and interest within mm-hmm. the CCP exam, they now offer it at the Fancy Food Show as well. Oh, okay. So there are multiple opportunities within a year to take the exam to accommodate the added interest. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Do you participate now that you're a CCP? 
do you participate in administering the exams or anything like that now that you've, you, you know, know? I I have not as far. So formally uh, administering the exams, no. However, um, you know, we have worked very closely with folks within, you know, our region, Southern California and California, mm-hmm. who have reached out to us. And I've always tried to encourage them to take the exam, provided them with materials of study that I once used when I was preparing for the exam yeah. and, you know, really just trying to be additional encouragement there, you know, to pursue it. Yeah. Cause I think that's scary to people. I would take an exam if after you're done with school and college and stuff, you're like, I don't ever, I never want to take an exam again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like kind of a scary thing. Yeah. Um, I look now, you know, the American cheese society, cheese society.org. Um, they have lots of handbooks and I saw videos. There's a lot of resources to study. How did you study? You know, pretty, did you use some of yeah, those resources? Did well, you have your have to make your own? Yeah. Then? Well, it was pretty, it was interesting, you know, because the first year that they offered it, we were all essentially the guinea pigs. We went into the exam <laughs> completely blind, having no idea what to expect, what kind of questions were yeah. going to be on the test whatsoever. Uh, at that time, when I was at Whole Foods, uh, I ended up taking a short course through the Center for Dairy Research at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Oh, nice. Okay. And so, essentially, that program was uh, very intense, uh, curriculum-based, as well as farm visits that um, you know provided all the information that, essentially, I needed to take that exam. Mm-hmm. I did supplement that with uh, quite a bit of reading. Uh, it's funny over the years, just the yeah. library, how it continues to, <laughs> to grow. grow. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I always come back to a couple books that I think uh, is very um, beneficial. Ooh, what are most helpful books? Uh, there's a book by Max McCallman, mm-hmm. uh, Mastering Cheese. And if I look at one book that single-handedly helped me as a reference point in understanding uh, certain concepts, uh, I would say it was his book. Okay. And that's usually the first book that I recommend to somebody who is studying for the exam as, mm-hmm. as an entryway. And then from there, uh, just over the years, accumulating um, you know, tons of other information yeah. that I have on a flash drive that gets circulated around <laughs> to people as well. Read this. <laughs> Here's look the at drive. This. Yeah, help, help yourself. That's nice to help promote then um, what helped you yeah. get through it all oh, yeah. and learn and what you found what beneficial. Um, reading the book, tasting, eating. You also, there's an element, of course, of brain knowledge. Correct. But I understand there's also an element, you have to have some experience working in the cheese field, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's 4,000 service hours mm-hmm. is what's required. Uh, so that's yeah. the baseline right there, you know, and uh, I'm not, I don't remember if a letter of recommendation is required or not. It's been a little while, so I'm a little fuzzy on that part of it. Uh, I mean, the test, I'm sure, has changed, especially the question since I've taken it. Um, I always, when trying to help someone study or prepare for it, I reflect on the parts that I recall that were somewhat challenging for me, just based upon my exposure uh, you know, working for a larger retailer compared to an independent cheese shop. Sure. And that being as easy as... The way that, you know, two different businesses address like sanitation, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, just small little details that could be easy to lose points on. But I feel like everybody should know. Yeah. (gasps) How would you, hmm, uh, to that point, you knew it because you worked in a retail situation. Correct. Uh, which I got to say, if anyone needs ever some, you know, hours of trying to gain some hours to, to work towards something like this, Anissa was always looking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, well, how do you know which is the right answer? Or 
how like you you brought up the point of the sanitation one or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you know um is there one definitive guide is it like at the acs site how much of the questions are on that i guess this is what i'm trying to get to of some of those sides of the business versus how cheese is made versus what it's made of and like the science behind it yeah like what's the balance of the knowledge you need to know is it more cheese making I mean, I think everything that yeah. you just touched on, there it's are all in there. certain percentages of that. You mm-hmm. know, when I took the exam, just by default of being on the West Coast and where I worked at the time, there were cheeses that we were asked questions about that I did not have exposure to mm-hmm. just by not seeing them on the West Coast. Interesting. So that was always... So, so specific cheese. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. Yeah, specific cheese. And then now, you know, actually working as an importer and a distributor and selling these cheeses into the market now, you know, I have more familiarity with yeah. what's out there. But at that time, I would say my overall worldview of Artisan USA cheese was uh, much smaller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because of what you'd been exposed Correct. to. Correct. Yeah, what I've been exposed yeah. to. How do you get exposed to more? I guess now I guess you uh, have to be in a, a, yeah. a specialty shop or a well, that's exactly a, it. A, you know, that's or... what's great with Venissimo, you know, is, I mean, you guys essentially have access to anything. It feels like, that thousands, you want. literally thousands of cheeses. Exactly. Yeah. You have a great set mm-hmm. of manager mongers who are just very interested and passionate, mm-hmm. you know, and that are always reaching out, asking questions. And I feel like that's, you know, what you guys benefit from, you know, is being able to curate mm-hmm. a well-rounded set like that and offer cheeses yeah. that might not appear at other places just based upon the cheesemakers not having the volume to be mm-hmm. able to support, you know, a larger operation. Operation, yeah. Correct. And to, to get the exposure to all that wide of a breadth of products. Exactly. And, you know, because especially yeah. some of these smaller producers, you know, there's certain allotments that we get at a time and, you know, and that's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you don't get a chance. There And there's so many of them now. Oh, I can is. barely keep up, I feel like. And you yeah. too, being in the business where, you know, you're, you're, you're sharing these and introducing people, you know, us included, to all these new ones. How do you keep up with everything new that's coming out? And that's why yeah. I think you have to retake this exam. It's at every three years or get a re yeah so you get a recertification, recertification. Mm-hmm. yeah every three years and so yeah. i did that several years back yeah and essentially that was um pro- me providing um information to the american cheese society that i am still active within uh you know the, ah, the cheese world and gotcha. um i forget exactly what the questions were on it but oh so you don't have to take that whole no exam no, again. no 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 <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they did start offering a new exam mm-hmm. called Taste, which I've been slightly oh, yeah. intrigued by. Interesting. And yeah. I saw that too. And this is this more to become a judge like at a competition or tell what do you think? What yeah, is, what is the sure. taste? I mean, I think it's real interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always thought was a missing component of the CCP exam was having that tasting component. Because mm-hmm. when I re- reflect back upon my time at the Center for Dairy Research in Madison, um, we did look at a lot of flaws within mm-hmm. cheese and we did taste a lot of cheeses and trying to pick flaws out of them. And, you know, to be a monger and oftentimes I get it questions all the time about that is like, Oh, Hey, we cut this batch of cheese open, you know, yeah. it doesn't taste that great. Like what's going on to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that is a very beneficial element that will continue to help develop professionals within our industry. That's nice. So the uh, official CCP certification doesn't have any taste element right now. Correct, it's all yes. the brain power. The, it's Correct, the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. How it's made, produced, etc. Um, understand it's about a three-hour exam, multiple choice questions. Was it heavy on uh, cheese making? Like, is that something? Could you recall? Uh, yeah, or? I do. No, yeah. I, I mean, especially. I mean, I think that's a core item mm-hmm. right there. Is 
knowing the process of cheese making, understanding how certain types of cheeses are made, knowing the difference between specific style of cheeses, you know, wash rinds, bloomy rinds, alpines, cheddars, and okay. so forth. Okay, so definitely the styles. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Having an understanding of, you know, what goes into producing those. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I mean, milk types, I recall being very important. Uh, different types of pasteurization, understanding mm-hmm. raw milk, what thermization is. Sure, the slight differences, exactly. Exactly, okay. yeah. I mean, knowing two different types of pasteurization, I mean, mm-hmm. just having an understanding of right all of that information right there, um, and also too, I mean, coming back to sanitation, that was one that kind of tripped me up a little bit because yeah. having worked at Whole Foods, I was familiar with the process of sanitizing using quats. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. a lot of shops use chlorine, yeah. which is a different, you know, process. Well, I mean, essentially it's the same, but you know, what you're testing, you know, your parts per million of sanitizer is different than what quats is. So yes. just understanding, you know, the minute differences between how to sanitize the two. Okay. So there's some of that in there. So if you are a food professional now and you've already, you know, gone through some of that training that you have to do to work in the food industry, you, you might be a step ahead. You have some of the answers. Yeah. Or, oh, or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for me, I never worked with chlorine. So mm-hmm. uh, chlorine sanitizer was uh, kind of over my head. But fortunately, yeah. reading Max's book was something that came up. That and, really helped. Okay. Yeah, this kinda, is good to know. It was one of those things that I could remember there. So. Yeah. And that's why I always try to tell people, make sure you know sanitation. You know, and if it's still relevant <laughs> to the test, but, you know, probably. it was in 2012. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. It's something you probably wouldn't even think of. Like, actually, I wouldn't think that I was be part of it. So this is a really good tip. Learn your sanitation. Um, now, to the test. Do you find out what you got wrong, like, so that you could fix it in your head? You know what I mean? Do they give you your, your results? Um, the answers. You know, like, I remember receiving a letter via mm-hmm. email that I passed. Okay. And yeah. essentially, that was it. I was like, I passed. That's I great. did. I'm, I'm good. good. Okay. I'm CCP. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, got it. I don't remember looking at anything that I missed. However, when I did walk away, I knew that a couple of the things that I probably missed. Right. So, like, oh, dang. I think yeah, it was this answer. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that was just by nature of being, you know, kind of the guinea pig, being nervous the first year of yeah. taking it. Uh, probably. And I'm sure, yeah, they've modified since and who knows, but it's good to know what to be aware of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, going in. Um, what about, you know, the opportunities then afterwards? So, you know, you, you do have this certification. Is that what, did it help you get the position, the role that you're in now? Um Obviously, personal development. You always want to grow. You always oh, want to most definitely. Be, be the expert in your field. If you're in a field, learn all you can oh, yeah. and do that. Um, are you finding, are you encountering more CCPs in the daily business that you do? Um, how has that benefited you? A lot of people ask, well, you know, wh- what will it do? What opportunities might open up? Yeah. Or do you see, what do you see? You know, it's interesting because I look at the first two years of having taken the exam and those two classes of folks, and those are the ones, you know, reflecting back the first year, the people that I've taken with that I've seen excel in different parts of the industry mm-hmm. who have, you know, left as, you know, a retailer and is now, you know, representing, you know, um, an importer, you know, doing sales sure. or, um, you know, in other facets of the industry. And I would like to think that by virtue of being a part of that first class, essentially, it did open up a pool of people that had a certification that knew more about product that essentially became Than a hiring anyone. pool for, you know, yeah. a lot of companies like, sure. oh, wow, you know, here's some developed people that have a grasp on this, you know, and mm-hmm. they're eager to grow and eager to learn. And how can we plug them in you know, yeah. to our businesses and continue to grow as an industry? Yeah. So if you're, I guess, you know, thinking of starting a cheese program or something, if a type of thing, it'd be nice to have somebody that already has 
a broad, broad depth of knowledge. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely. No, that's good. Um, what was I going to say on that? Do you see more applicants come with that, like to you, just in business? Or do you see chefs with that even, no. having that certification? Or are you really... No, chefs. Yeah. I'd probably say more our peers and colleagues mm-hmm. within the industry yeah. who do. And that tends to go back to folks that I know from the first year that we took it, because we all kind of come, came up together, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And now you're the band. Now, this it has opened up the fact that like you have, with that certification, you're obviously recognized as an expert. So at like the Cheesemonger Invitational, you're invited to be a judge. Oh yeah, things like yeah. that. There's I've some perks. Yeah. There's some good yeah. perks to it, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want an expert. I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheesemonger Invitational. That, I mean, that's a great one too. I mean, mm-hmm. especially for tasting. Well, you're yeah. taking an exam. I mean, just the whole aspect and component of it, I think, is absolutely terrific. Would that be a good training ground for the CCP exam? I mean, not training ground. Is that a word? Would it help you in that exam? You know, I think. I mean, they're both completely different from Mm -hmm. one another being the CCP is more probably questionnaire knowledge base focused Mm -hmm. where the cheesemonger invitational does have a question test component to it. But however, I feel like it does weigh the components of what the monger would do on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, the perfect cut or salesmanship, which I, to me, I personally love the salesmanship aspect of the cheesemonger invitational um, mm-hmm. and you can usually tell and learn from someone right away, just by the way that they come up to you, they interact to you, the way they talk, touch the cheese. Um, I mean, that's always my favorite part to judge. To judge. Did or, you ever participate in it? You know, I never did. did you, yeah. It's funny. So <laughs> I ended up, you know, uh, I left the counter essentially when, uh, CMI was, you know, really becoming a thing and taking okay. off. So, Unfortunately, I did not because I was unaware yeah. of it at the time, but sure, it, it sure. would have been fun. I would have loved to have participated in it. Fun to do. It. This Most is definitely. good. <laughs> Most definitely. Does this um, certification like cross the pond? Is it recognized in France or has that opened doors um, elsewhere? Like, do you um, think? You know, I know right now in the UK, Mary Quick from mm-hmm. Quick's Farm is actually working on something comparable to ah, the CCP okay. uh, for the UK. Um but essentially, outside of that, I mean, that's really just all that I'm familiar with. Yeah. I know France and other countries do have their own competitions right. where mm-hmm. essentially, you know, they select and elevate an artisan from a specific exactly. field. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and like our friend um, Rodolphe. Exactly. When you earned that Correct. designation in France years Correct. ago, and that has really just changed, I think, his career and life and how it took because oh, of um, his expertise. Complete expertise in, in cheese, in exactly. fromage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the same thing here. Um, interesting. So preparation for it, obviously reading. Um, CheeseSociety.org, everybody, has lots of resources for it. I just learned today, you're, you're looking at about a 500 to $600 investment in the exam. I think right. it was 525 this year. Um, but that also does include participation in the Cheese Society Conference, which is the annual conference next year in... Richmond? Correct, yeah. Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. In July-ish, usually it's July-August, and that's the exam is takes place at the conference. Correct, yes. Correct? Yeah, yeah, usually on the Wednesday before. I mean, the conference is great, too. I mean, yeah. you learn so much at the conference. I mean, mm-hmm. from the panels, the educational sessions. Uh, I mean, I really like the tasting classes that they tend to have. Okay. I would say, personally, for me, my favorite event is Meet the Cheesemaker, mm-hmm. which happens on Thursday. Um, I use that as a way to find new cheeses as well as connect to producers that we currently work with and catch up with. 
And then also too, you know, I reflect back upon my first time, you know, at the ACS in 2012 and how overwhelming it can be mm-hmm. that very first year yeah. where essentially you've spent so much time, you know, working behind the counter, studying for mm-hmm. this exam that you're just so focused on it. And then you go to this conference that is just completely alive, full of energy. Yeah. There's all these people that you've read about, that you look up to within the industry and so it, it's kind of overwhelming. So usually what I try to do is whenever uh, folks that we know who have taken the CCP exam, mm-hmm. we know it's their first one, they're going to be there, try to grab them, bring them in, and then also, you know, <laughs> spend time with them at the show, yeah. you know, and really try to like break it down, introduce them to people so they get the most out of the experience they can. Yeah, absolutely. That's in, that's the inspiring part, right, is meeting the cheesemakers. That's where it all, to uh, me, absolutely. It, it all comes down to them. I, I feel... The retail side, that's the easy, fun part of oh, it. Yeah. But the work that they do and then the appreciation you can oh, have by meeting them. You know, I mean, and, <sighs> and that's one thing I wish the ACS would do. If, mm-hmm. if this the Meet the Cheesemaker would just be longer mm-hmm. than the three-hour time block it is. Only on three Thursday. hours. Yeah, yeah, it's on Thursday. I think it would be great. Um, I mean, I, I understand, you know, it is, you know, probably expensive for cheesemakers to participate but to have that exposure to really be able to like dive in because usually what happens you know it's in a room it's kind of a food show style it gets really busy Mm -hmm. you know so time um you know it's some it's hard really you know to be able to have you know real deep conversations definitely and how could they meet everybody that wants to meet them exactly that's exactly it yeah there's too many exactly ah that's good though but that that's that's where it's at that i think you can learn it all in your head, read about it, Most right? Definitely. And until you touch them or meet the person, yeah. you can read the story of Uplands, what they do and stuff. Yeah. But until you meet Andy, the cheesemaker, exactly. you, you don't truly understand what goes behind it and make it, yeah, to make it great. Um, would you do it again? Like, uh, you, do you recommend this to it Highly recommend. Uh, the CCP, or, yeah, the CCP, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think about how much I learned from it. Mm-hmm. And what I've gained from it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've always viewed myself as a lifelong learner anyway. So I always, you know, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts and really just try to interact and continue to develop myself. Uh, but yeah, most definitely. I mean, I yeah. think I think it is. I And I think about just the fundamental knowledge that I learned walking away from the exam. I mean, it's one thing, you know, to read things here and there, but to actually commit to something, you know, pushing yourself to study and to master something. Mm -hmm. To me, that's what I really liked about the CCP exam, because it was that structure that pushed me to do that. Yeah. And now led you to a really great role, you know, at Aniata. Yeah. Oh, right. That has expanded, you know, just your world, right? From behind the counter at Whole Foods to, you know, meeting cheesemakers from around the world and distributing their products, um, distributing all over. um, I feel that you're just like in the know of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of it's me just being uh, very OCD. (laughs) I'm sure my wife Amy would probably attest to that. I mean, it's hard to turn it off sometimes, but it's just one of those things. I mean, it's just I'm I'm so passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. It's almost in a lot of ways where, you know, that's how I identify myself, you know, back years ago, you know. You know, I still surf and I grew up in San Diego and I'm a surfer, you know, but for me, that was my identity was just surfing, surfing, surfing. Oh, but now it's, you're you know, the cheese this, guy. yeah, it's this hi- hybrid now, you know, it's the <laughs> surfing cheese guy that wears checkered vans and Hawaiian print shirts. <laughs> that is a pretty, it's a good look. You know, you have to develop a look. You've got a look. It's pretty funny and people remember yeah. me by it. So. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's, it's a fun business. I do feel like, um, like where I couldn't say like if someone comes in with a passion and love of cheese. If they have the CCP designation and certification, that's awesome. But uh, 
just someone that has a true passion is uh, an, also an awesome thing. That's a great oh, place definitely. to start. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's how And then I was. as you grow, yeah, yeah. And then as you grow into it, you can say, yeah, this is really what I love. This is what I'll do. I'm going to invest myself and time and money into into getting this, oh, yeah. this certification and see where it leads. Exactly. And I mean, that's how it was. You know, I, I still remember my interview at Whole Foods La Jolla. I walked in blindly, <laughs> asked to talk to the specialty team leader. And okay. George, my former boss, came out and yeah. had a casual conversation. And he asked me what I like to do. Did I know anything about wine? Did I know anything about cheese? I rattled off a couple of things that I knew. And yeah. next thing you know, You're the I cheese. was there and <laughs> there I was, you know, and just slowly yeah. worked up to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Well, if anyone is interested in this, like we said, go to the cheesesociety.org. Learn all about it. The next exam is next year, and they start taking applications in January. January through March is where you can apply and start preparing and getting ready for this um, to take this exam in um, the summer. And perhaps you would meet inaugural Jonathan there uh-huh. <laughs> for the exam. And then uh, I encourage everybody, yeah, to get them this book, The Mastering Cheese. Yeah, it's great. Start there. That's Most definitely. Good, yeah, That's a good for one. that. So any other questions, let us know. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming in, Jonathan, telling Thank us you, about CCB. Because I've got somebody very interested, and so hopefully she will do it next year. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Hi, fellow cheese lovers. Cheese Whiz Gina here, and I invite you to subscribe to our Noon on Tuesday podcast to hear all about cheese all the time. You can listen on iTunes or SoundCloud or subscribe via FeedBurner under Noon on Tuesday. You can also watch us live every week on Facebook at Benissimo Cheese at, you guessed it, noon every Tuesday Pacific time. We're fun, we're cheesy, so tune in and tell your friends to tune in too. Ciao. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.